Welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. And a pleasure now to be joined by a member of the Pelicans coaching staff, assistant coach Chris Finch. And coach, good to talk with you. I know you're out there in Vegas uh, with the summer league going on and all this, but it's funny with the schedule of the NBA and how everything's gone down, we had to wait a couple weeks before we could talk about some of the moves that the team has made and everything from the offseason. So good to finally get you on here. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's uh Kind of, it's been a very, very exciting um, off season so far for the entire league, not just ourselves. So let's uh, rewind a little bit. Look, I want to go back to the end of last season. Obviously, it, it doesn't go the way we were all hoping. Everybody was hoping for a playoff, um, you know, another playoff year, and all this. But take me through what was the timetable from when David Griffin comes in and takes things over, and Gail Benson says, "Hey, look, you know what? We're going to keep Coach Gentry, and we're going to." you know, keep a lot of assistance and, and keep you guys around moving forward. What, what was kind of the timetable there? Well, you know, it all happened pretty quickly once the season had finished. Uh, uh, you know, Griff brought a great energy to, to the building. Um, you know, anytime there's change, it's always difficult. Uh, you know, just the things surrounding change, sometimes it's, you know, it's good, it's bad, there's anxiety. But in general, like, it's been really good. The energy in the building's good. Of course, you know, we had the great fortune of getting Zion. Um, you know, Griff came in early, backed the coaching staff with his words and his action. Um, and, you know, uh, honestly, like Mrs. Benson and the entire you know, ownership group uh, have, has been very complimentary and we've had their support all throughout the entire last year, given, you know, everything that we had to deal with and try to also perform. Um, so it's it's really you know it's kind of a crazy season we just wrapped up but in many ways um you know we we felt like we were in a good place and able to kind of go back and build on what we started 2 years ago and uh and now we have a plan and a vision on how to do that and um I think we, we know with, with Anthony leaving it gives us the flexibility to be able to try to do several different things uh, at once, you know, try to be good, try to establish um, a core, try to add young pieces, mix them with veterans, create an identity, create a culture, um, things that are really important when you're trying to build a winner. Take me back to the night of May 14th. I know Alvin was there at the draft lottery, and, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but on TV, we see it in reverse order. In, yeah. When they're in person, they find out immediately that, that they won. Well, how did you find out, and how exciting was that? I mean, it's a game changer to be able to win the draft lottery when the odds say you weren't supposed to. Well, I mean, honestly, I got the time wrong. So I was coming, <laughs> I, was, I, was um, I was at dinner. Um, grabbing some food and I was on my way home and I just, my phone just started blowing up with a bunch of text messages when it was announced officially, obviously, you know, Alvin being in a secure room, wasn't able to give anyone an advance notice, but yeah, so it's, it, I mean, to me, it was, I was walking in my building and I, that's how I found out. And of course, you know, immediately turned on the TV and followed all the news and, and all the commentary immediately surrounding that, but it, great. Great shot in the arm, the perfect tonic after a tough year. Um, you know, with, particularly with Anthony. I mean, it's such, Anthony's such a great player, and he is really is a really is a good a good guy. And um, you know, it's just hard to lose a you know that type of person as well as player. But we're 
really lucky in the sense that we got another generational talent, high character kid who's very pure and, and about the right things. I mean, this doesn't happen very often. So I think everybody was happy and they all obviously count their blessings. Yeah, it, that's what I've been most amazed with is just seeing um, his maturity. I mean, the kid seems like he is light years ahead of you know where he should be. Uh, literally just turned 19 this week. But when you hear him talk, I mean, just very mature for his age. Well-raised, great family. Um, people that have had him in the past and coaching him, rave about him. You know, managing his expectations is going to be important for us because, like all young players, there's going to be a you know, learning curve. Um, you know, managing the, the metamorphosis into hopefully, you know, a superstar talent. Uh, is going to be important for, you know, our organization. Um, but the good thing is, like, we got other players. You know, we got a lot of other players that, that we've been able to add to our roster that are going to be able to take the pressure off, who have experience, who are on the cusp of having breakout seasons, I believe. Um, we have depth. We have flexibility. We have Drew Holiday, who's leadership. Um, and, you know, you could ask for a better individual in terms of, guys that they want to model a professional career after than Drew. Yeah, and I know Griff has made it a point this offseason to say, this is Drew Holiday's team. One day that torch will be passed to Zion, but for now, it's Drew. And, and I think that's great because everybody wanted to talk about, oh, you know, Pelicans may need to go into a rebuild, and they got a lot of young pieces, but what I think people didn't acknowledge is the veteran pieces that they already have. I mean, how do you sell to Drew Holiday? Hey, just hang in there a couple years, man. We're going to build this thing back up. And I think a lot of people started to realize, well, look, all these assets you get in the Anthony Davis trade, you got money to spend in free agency. Maybe this team, I mean, why not be a playoff team now? I mean, I think that's where some people kind of look at it and say, why not compete now? Is that the mindset of the coaching staff going into this season? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're in, we, we, you know, we're going to go for it. Um, you know what? We will have to see you know, where we think we shake out when we analyze the West. And there's always surprises on both sides, teams that outperform, teams that underperform. Um, injuries, etc. Um, what's key for us is to maximize our potential. We feel that we have the makings of a team that can really push for the playoffs. Um, but uh, we're, we're going to have to, you know, come together, stay healthy, do all the cliched things that really do matter. But we're excited, very, very, very excited. Talking with Pelicans assistant coach Chris Finch. I want to rewind a little bit, coach, to the, the offseason. Obviously, we, we just talked about the addition of Griffin and you know them being told, okay, Alvin Gentry staying around and, and everybody else. But you've kind of had some interest these last couple of years. You've had interest from around the league. People have interviewed you for coaching jobs and all that. At what point did you think, okay, I, I want to stick it out. Like I like what we're building here in New Orleans. I want to stick this out because obviously you, you garner a lot of interest from around the league, I would assume. Well, I, I mean, I, I've you know been here two years, um, and from the moment I walked in, I, you know, the the organization's been in you know in several different kind of states, if you will. Like when I got here, there was a lot of pressure on to win and um, achieve and bring bring together a team and with two superstar big guys, of course, Drew, and kind of you know maybe people's jobs were on the line, etc. But we were able to accomplish that. We thought we were going to be able to build. Then we had the whole Anthony thing, which in many ways was a surreal experience for me. But through all of it, you know, I've really, really enjoyed being here. Um, I love the the ownership 
uh, feel for Mrs. Benson and her team. It feels very much like family. Uh, I love the, the the relationship that we have with the Saints. You know, Mickey and Sean and all those guys. Uh, going to work, I, t- I was just telling someone this morning, going to work, it's like you're going to work at a sports college. You know, it's like <laughs> a dream job. You know, you're surrounded by high-level sports, high-level athletes, high-level, you know, support staff in a great facility and great environment. I mean, so I very much like being here. Of course, I uh, you know one day it's my goal to be a head coach, but that'll happen when it's time to happen. Uh, until then, you know, I've been flattered by the interest, and uh, I think that's been a tribute, you know, a tribute that notoriety to being able to work with some great players and putting them in position to succeed. Uh, and as the league continues to trend towards these offensive systems that play at efficient levels. Like we've kind of been ahead of the curve in many ways on that. So, you know, stars are aligned. Uh, but given what we have going here in New Orleans, I can't think of a place that I would really rather be. And the food's not bad either, right? <laughs> well, I love the city. <laughs> and, it's, you know, whether you like the city or you don't like the city, when you first step on, into it, you know, it grows on you, it grabs you, and – you know, fortunately, I've always loved the city. Used to vacation here long weekends. I had family who lived in Baton Rouge, so I was very familiar with it. Um, just love everything about it, and uh, you know, don't really want to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's certainly right now. I mean, the arrow is pointed upward everywhere around. I look back to last season, Coach. And for all the struggles you guys had and, and overcoming the adversity and all this, and I credit you and Coach Gentry and the rest of the coaching staff for keeping everything together and still competing. I mean, even when you didn't have all your horses out there, this team still fought like hell every night. But when I look at the numbers and see you guys were still – you were third in scoring in the league last year despite all the issues, um, you got to be proud of that. What's this offense going to look like this year? Still going to be that fast-paced up and down the court? Yeah, no doubt. Our philosophy is not going to change. We're still going to play with great pace. We're still going to take all the right shots. We want to, um, you know, uh, I think with the with the personnel that we have, we have more interchangeable parts than we've ever had before. We have multiple playmakers. So Drew and Lonzo, Zion, all these guys are natural playmakers. Uh, Brandon, you know, these guys are natural playmakers. Um, and that's kind of really become very important in the NBA now with the randomness and a lot more people touching the ball and playmaking opportunities, you know, guys being able to pass and read the floor. So hopefully we'll be harder to guard than ever. Um, we got some, uh, you know, we're going to have some, uh, challenges getting our spacing right at times, but. But that's always fun going into the season where we can try to manipulate and massage our lineups to get, you know, get the maximum output from our offense. And then key is always marrying that up with a defense that accentuates what we're trying to do. And, you know, offense and defense have to uh, complement each other, not cannibalize each other. A quick thought on a couple of the new guys. I mean, I, I know in talking with Alvin last year, he was a big fan of Lonzo Ball getting him to come in and you know run the point alongside you know I know you guys liked playing Drew at the two but bringing in Alonzo a Brandon Ingram what do you like about those guys well I mean I always like Lonzo to come when he was coming out of college I thought this kid was special the things that he does 
are are contagious. You know, his passing and his defense are contagious, and um, uh, he has so many things you just can't teach. Like his feel for the game is such a high level. Uh, him 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 allowing Drew, Drew to uh, um, him allowing you know Drew to slide back to his natural role is 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 a huge benefit. I mean, Drew can certainly close games with him. He can play him at the one, but he is elite as a two guard in the league, off the ball and being a scorer in the open floor and just being extremely attack attack minded, where he does not have to think about um, you know trying to run an offense or manage a team. He, so I think it's like getting a player and a half. You're going to get, you get Lonzo and then you get like Drew, the best version of Drew, if you will. Um, and then with, with Brandon, his versatility, he can guard basically one through four. He can play one through four. He's, he's a, he can create his own shot. He's a, you know, don't be surprised if we don't play him at some point guard at times uh, with his ability to, to push and pass and create for others. Um, you know, we've got to trend him towards being a little more efficient at times with the shot selection, but I think that'll happen naturally. Uh, and I know those, I mean, the, when, I, I, when, I, when I watched him over his first few years in his career, I liken him to Anthony Davis's uh, early career. The jumps that we saw from Brandon between seasons were very, you know, were, were, were very significant. And, I hadn't seen that since I saw Anthony. So if he takes another leap forward like he has been in the last few years, you know, you're looking at a couple really special players for hopefully we can keep for a long time. I know the other additions are still going in the pro- in the process of becoming official official, but I'll just ask you generically the player JJ Redick, what a guy like that being out there on the market as a shooter, uh I mean he's everything you'd want in just a catch and shoot guy, right? Well, you know, it's probably best if we just don't talk about okay. those guys just yet, <laughs> right. if you don't mind that. Yeah, um, yeah so, we're, again, we, we're really excited about our depth and our flexibility. All right. Uh, what about the guys in Summer League right now? First off, a little bit of a bummer uh, with Zion getting the knee banged up the other night, but I know it's precautionary and, and you guys keeping him out ju- just to be safe. But some of the other guys, I mean, Frank was absolutely electric the other night before the uh, – the earthquake uh, interrupted everything, yeah. but uh, what have you seen out of Frank Jackson so far? Well, Frank has had a great summer, and we told him coming into this summer it was going to be the biggest summer of his life so far in terms of his development. And he's really worked hard. He's added a few things to his game. and We're trying to get his playmaking a little bit better, his comfort and pick and roll a little bit better. Um his shot looks really good. He shoots it easy. He shoots it strong. It goes. It looks like it's going in when he lets it go. Uh, you know, his finishing is is improving slightly. Uh, you know, he's just a thoroughbred. As an athlete, he's one of those guys that's good at everything. If he picks up golf, he he's very good right away. He's gonna, you know, roll roll darn near three hundred in bowling. I mean, you name it. He's one of those guys that kind of makes you sick when you when you're trying to you know, compare yourself to him, but he has amazing, amazing upside and every day he's working towards it. We can see the growth. Um, and I see him being able to be like instant offense for us off the bench. Who Who's another guy? Cause obviously, you know, for, for folks who've watched college basketball, I mean, you'll recognize a couple of these names of guys who played in the tournament or whatever, but some of these guys are really unknown to the, to the average fan. 
Who's a guy that you're you're keeping your eye on throughout summer league right now as a guy who may have a chance to make the squad? Uh, great question. Um, well, you know, it's it's the um, um, you know the depth that we've been able to uh, to put together in summer league has been impressive. A lot of good good players. Um, you know, we like uh, the the energy and enthusiasm that uh, Zion Cheatham brings. Um, you know, Aubrey Dawkins has really fit into the system well. Um, and uh, Cuvel, it's been a late addition and really taken us by surprise. So that's a great thing about this summer league is that, you know, as you guys transition from a college game, which they may have been restricted in some capacity, whether it been by, you know, system or coaching or role or whatever it is, they get to play in a completely different environment with where oftentimes they're encouraged to do more, be a little bit more. Um, and of course they're showing their best, you know, in front of 29, 30 teams, 29 other teams, 30 teams total. And they, they you know, they put out the energy and the effort. Uh, it's real fun to watch, you know, and I don't watch these guys much during the year in college because I don't have the time, but I do love to spend a lot of time in the gym and just trying to see all these guys, um, you know, and how their games may translate, not just our players, but all the guys in summer league. Well, I'll let you know that guy, that Zion guy, was pretty good in college. Uh, in case you didn't get to see much of his film, he was pretty good. So, talking with with Pell's assistant coach uh, Chris Finch. Uh, last thing, coach, I know uh, you spent some time overseas. Trajan Langdon coming in as the the general manager. He's a guy who obviously has an eye on the the overseas talent. As far as that goes, what does that mean bringing in a guy like that and being able to look on the at the international scheme as far as uh, you know being able to bring guys over from overseas, not just the kids here in the U.S. Well, Trajan has a uh, you know has a great uh, basketball pedigree, as you mentioned. Uh, when I was over there coaching, he was playing at the highest highest levels, winning championships. Um, on some of Europe's best teams, he uh, has a, um, comes in here with a stellar reputation as a you know front office executive who's easy to work with, very tar- uh, you know very targeted in his approach, um, bright bright future, uh, and you know of course the game is so small now. Like players from all over the world are in our game helping us we're always trying to un- uncover new talent so like having these relationships and these understanding of how the game is played differently at different places around the globe and how it translates to what we're doing here in the nba and these the game the international game and the, and the nba game continue to inch closer to each other every year in terms of style as well as the uh, talent um it's fun to watch and been lucky to be a part of it Having been over in Europe for 17 years and seen it kind of grow from there, uh, you know, just look at what they, I mean, the success that they've had in Brooklyn in their off season, you know, Trajan was a part of the team of architects who have built that plan to turn that organization around. So that just shows you the type of talent that he has. Uh, last thing for you, coach, uh, Nick Nurse, I know a guy you know really well. Had to be excited for him uh, winning a title there with Toronto. I mean, I, I think before the season, some people thought it was possible with Kawhi being there and all that, but them breaking through and, and beating a, an incredible team like the Warriors. Injuries aside, uh, what would you think of the job Nick Nurse did this year? Outstanding job. 
I mean, he's a great coach. I've known it for a long time, working with him, you know, uh, side by side, playing, coaching against him. He's a great coach. He's uncanny ability to maximize his talent and opportunities, like all coaches, you know, uh, really should should do. That should be our first priority. You know, yeah, he benefited from some things along the way, but at the end of the day, he had his team well positioned to, to capitalize when those things happen. Um, great communicator. Not you know, not not necessarily conventional. So he's willing to think outside the box. I was I'm extremely happy for him. He's like a brother to me. Um, you know, and uh, you know, kind of we share a very similar path. We have a lot of we basically kind of mirrored each other all along the way. So to watch him experience that, and um, it was almost surreal. Couldn't believe it, and I was so happy for him. You guys averaged one fifteen a night last year. What do you say? We get that up to like one twenty a night this year. What do you think? <laughs> I don't care whether we average one fifteen or one hundred five, as long as we Just average win. more than our opponents. <laughs> Pell's assistant coach Chris Finch taking some time over in a summer league in Vegas. Coach, uh, thanks so much for the time. Good to catch up. I mean, I could go like three hours with you on all the moves and everything that happened this off season, but we'll uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on with us. All right, no problem. Appreciate it. Chris. Right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Coach Chris Finch there on um, Sports 1280. We're going to grab a quick break. We'll come back. Chris Gordy Show rolls on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Stay with us.